Extra time, Immaculate Grid, Grid 158 for Thursday, the 7th of September. This is the bonus show for Generations, talking about my sports generations. We got a new show coming this Saturday at noon Pacific. So that big show with Steve and myself drops every week at noon. Check out last week's episode. We talk about how the changes in different rules across the different sports leagues, how it impacts how we've viewed the game, consumed the game, watched the game, enjoyed the game. And right now, our biggest episode, which is now our largest listened to episode, is actually on Instant Replay and how Instant Replay changed during our lifetimes and change how we view the game. And each of these episodes are evergreen. So we're talking about things that have happened in the past and our experience over the years. So don't feel like you need to listen to them in order. And if they are on a specific date, don't worry about that date. These are all evergreen topics, kind of like the macro grid. Although we review the grid for that particular day, the players that we talk about and the things that we talk about and the subjects we talk about, you know, you can listen to them on any particular day. It just so happens that the grid gives us an opportunity to kind of reveal and talk about different players that maybe we haven't thought about or talked about a whole lot over the years. And, you know, lately I've been really trying to find some of those players that were really good, but we don't really talk about them a whole lot because they got lost in time maybe a little bit. And then what some of my personal connections are. But uh, let's jump into today's grid. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going today. And from left to right on the columns, we have the Detroit Rock City, the Motor City Kitties. We have the Detroit Tigers. In the middle, we have the New York Mets. And in the far right-hand column, we have 40-plus save seasons. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've done a lot on relievers. We've done... We've highlighted Jeff Reardon. We've talked about Suter, Raleigh Fingers, Dennis Eckersley, and how the save kind of became the, I don't want to, I don't know, golden statistic, I suppose, in the mid to late 80s, all the way into the 90s. And maybe the media's obsession and maybe the fans' obsession with saves. We've talked about Gagne and Willie Hernandez. And, you know, is the save overvalued now i kind of think it might be i mean is it important sure but how we're using relievers today we're starting games with relievers i don't know if the save is the same statistic that maybe it was you know in those times we even talk about the advent of the modern reliever we've highlighted sparky lyle and some of those guys even in the 70s goose gossage of course but uh Check out those episodes and we've changed how we've just, you know, put the descriptions in for each of the episodes. So now you can look at the top and you can see the topics and the players that we talk about in the very top without having to press more. But prior to that, the first several weeks of the show, you had to press more to see who we were highlighting talking about. But uh, we've made it a little bit easier for you to find. And then if you look at that particular day's grid. Each day we use the icon for that day's grid, so it makes it a little bit easier for you to find who we might be talking about that particular day. But we've talked a lot about the save. For the rows, top to bottom, we have the California Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim. 
In the middle, we have the Padres, the San Diego Padres. And then in the bottom, we have the Yankee, the New York Yankees. So let's save the save piece for last. Normally, we attack the career achievement first, but since we only have one, let's let's tackle that last. So let's go for the top left hand corner. And we went Matt Walbeck here. And if you've been listening to the show, you know, there are a handful of combinations that fit. But I went to high school with Matt Walbeck. He's a couple years older than me. He was the Sacramento area player of the year when he was a senior. I was a sophomore. He played for Detroit. He played for the California Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim. He played for since or not Cincinnati for the Cubs and the Twins. And uh, for a couple of times, he was going to be the opening day starter for a couple of teams. And he just he couldn't stay healthy. And then when he was healthy, he just never was able to get that that start, you know, get get going. But we went Matt Wahlbeck here with 0.04 percent. Then for the top middle for Mets and Angels, we went Alan Watson 0.02 percent. Alan Watson was a giant. He would go to the Angels and I would actually attend the first set of interleague games and i have a commemorative ticket for that between the giants and the angels and rich Rillian hits a grand slam it's the first interleague grand slam off of alan watson alan watson would do i think one or two seasons with the angels then go on to the mets and then he had a couple of seasons with the yankees too i think then in the first column middle row we have padres and detroit and we went Freddie Lynn. It's almost like anytime we get a chance to put Freddie Lynn, he and Dave Parker and Dave Winfield, you know, those are the guys we like to use. They played for a lot of different teams. They were good on a lot of teams. But Fred Lynn, you know, his last couple of years were Detroit and San Diego, 0.9%. Then in the middle, Mets and Padres, we went Gary Sheffield. I was actually surprised it was only 2%. I, I figured it might be a little bit higher. And then in the bottom left-hand corner, we've used him a few times, Matt Noakes, Detroit and New York. So we went Matt Noakes, 4%. And then in the bottom middle, Mets and Yankees, Strawberry was 13% here. I, I thought Strawberry would be less. I was thinking maybe Beltron. I was thinking a lot, couple of other guys. And I was really trying to go scarcity here, but uh, he was actually the most popular answer for this one. So let's go ahead and do that final save row or column rather and knock this episode out got a lot going on today but uh so the top right hand corner you have angels and 40 plus save season so you you had five guys that's it five guys have done it we went percival here percival was uh when we lived in the long beach you know he was the closer it originally was was harvey at first and then he would leave and he would go to uh to Florida and then Percival would come in and then actually Percival in 2002 he was the closer going into the season but then in the World Series against the Giants you know it was actually K-Rod but we went Percival here he came in at 38 percent but you only had five choices and in reverse order of most recent got Huston Street had 40 in 2015 you had Brian Fuentes I mean you had that random 48 48 in 2009 and this is where, you know, when we talk about some of these other guys, it's like, you know, the save kind of devalue. Like Brian Fuentes had, that was his career high. And he would strike out about a batter per inning, give or take. That year was kind of his one magical year. 
and he had a few 30 save seasons as well with Colorado and moved around a lot. But, it, you know, it kind of shows now it's like, man, if you can just get a guy that could stay healthy, I think that's probably the key is just keeping their arm healthy. You know, they could be uh, an effective closer. You know, is the closer the most important reliever that you need? And maybe today the answer is no. K-Rod here, he did it four times. Of course, he has the single season high for both the Angels and, you know, Major League Baseball was 62. He did that in 2008. Percival did it a couple times. He had 42 and 98. And then the aforementioned Harvey had 46 and 91. But, you know, that 40 save season, eh, is it that important? I, I don't I don't know. So now we move down one to the middle row, far right-hand column. San Diego and 40 plus saves. Here it is. Kirby Yates, 41 in 2019. That guy is almost out of the league. He had arm trouble. That season, he struck out 100 batters in 60 innings. I mean, so he was just clearly dominant. But is he most effective as a closer? Is he most effective as coming out, you know, being the bullpen starter? Is he most effective in high leverage, you know, seventh, eighth inning? I, I don't know. So does that save? mean anything and this is it like he the next year he was injured i think he's on atlanta now he might not even be in the league um so what's you know save is kind of just a number it's 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 almost more of a fact of situation an opportunity than really of meaning meaningful to winning games but i mean as a giants fan i can tell you when you have a terrible closer or a guy that's just not effective, you know, Armando Benitez being the most egregious, in my opinion. Steve Bedrosian is another. You know, those guys can really hamper a team if you're blowing a lot of saves. But Heath Bell was here. Heath Bell, right? He was electric for a few years, three times. He had a 47 in 2010. And then Heath Bell goes to the Marlins, and Marlins fans hate Heath Bell. I mean, just gasoline. And of course, you have Trevor Hoffman nine times, career high of 53 and 98. And then I went Mark Davis. So he was the first one to eclipse 40 saves. So Mark Davis with 44 and 89. And we talked about him previously. And he won Cy Young that year, by the way, 4%. And then lastly, the bottom right hand corner. New York Yankees in 40 saves. You only had four guys. Mariano, of course, nine times, high of 53 in 2004. And then you had the, again, here's the rando, Rafael Soriano. So he filled in for Mariano in 12. He had 42 saves. And Soriano had, you know, he led the league in saves with Tampa Bay a couple of years prior to that. He would go on and have 30-plus saves with the Nationals. But that was it. You know, relievers... Closers seem to have, for the most part, very short careers. They're very electric and effective for a handful of seasons and then done. And there are the exceptions, of course. You know, Mariano and Hoffman, just the ones we talked about today. Percival lasted a little while. Hayrod lasted a little while. But in general, they're, they're, they're throwing gas and, you know, they're just coming out and throwing almost every day and they, they get hurt. And it's hard to keep them healthy. And the moment that they're not healthy, their effectiveness goes down. I mean, you look at Hoffman in the beginning of his career. I mean, he was electric. And then by the end, right, he's 
he's really relying on being a very smart pitcher. He was using his changeup quite a bit, and that's what made him really effective. And then with with Mariano, he just cut fastball, cut fastball, cut fastball, and it just had that late movement. It was just hard to hit. I mean, the guy was just a freak. You have John Wetland had 43 and 96, and then I went with the original 40-plus save guy, Dave Rigetti, 46 and 86. So the 40-save mark didn't get eclipsed until that mid-80s. You had Quisenberry, you had Reardon, you had Suter, Rigetti, and uh, that's where it started. And all of a sudden in that mid to late 80s, you know, the save became a very glamour statistic. We were giving MVP and Cy Young with Raleigh Fingers, Willie Hernandez with with Eckersley. And we gave it to him for Eckersley. It wasn't even in his best season, in my opinion. The season prior was better. Listen to that episode. I mean, we we detail all this stuff out on these previous episodes. So go 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 find those. Those are great. Especially if you want to hear, you know, where these guys fell. Like in 81, Raleigh Fingers. Yeah. Cy Young, sure. Strike short in the season. Ricky was MVP. Should have been MVP. Not even close. You could go in 84. There was a lot of other options for MVP. But I think that's a problem. There was too many guys that were kind of not really separated from position players. So Willie Hernandez kind of fell into it in 84. And Eckersley, man, if it was the season prior, no no question, MVP inside him. Because he was striking out like 18 guys to one walk. I mean, it was crazy. Just insane, his season. But even that 50, you know, 51 save season was still incredible. But the year prior, 0.61 ERA. I mean, he gave up something like five runs the whole entire year. Just crazy. But uh, that is the grid for today. It is extra time. Immaculate grid. It was grid 158. It is Thursday, the 7th of September. This is the bonus show for Generations. Talking about my sports generations. It's Jonathan. Have a good one. Cheers.